I'm Ezra. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Yes, and on this episode, we're talking about talking about an interesting theory connection of four different movies. Frozen, Tangled, The Little Mermaid, and Tarzan. Yes, so two weeks ago, we talked, or two episodes ago, we talked about the Pixar theory, which connects all of the Pixar movies. This is essentially a Disney theory, though it's not involving all Disney movies per se, but just these four that Ezra listed. Yeah, and how they are connected like many fans believe. Yeah, and if you look these movies up, there are whole narratives behind each of them for how they're involved with other Disney movies. Um, some of them overlap. Some of them are, you know, their own kind of fan fiction or conspiracy, one could say. But we're just going to do a brief overview of the basic connection that fans have noticed between all of these movies, these four movies. Yes. But first, our intro segment is going to be a double song feature. So, Ezra, what are our two songs we're talking about? One is from Frozen and another is from The Little Mermaid. That's right. Shall we listen to a quick clip of them? Yep. Born of cold and winter, air and mountain rain combining. This icy force, both foul and fair, has a frozen harbor mining. So cut through the heart. All right, what's that song? Frozen Heart, which is the opening song of Frozen that not many people seem to remember like the other songs in the movie. Yeah, it's true. People don't really think of this song when they think of the Frozen soundtrack. They might think of the bigger hits like uh, Let It Snow or... Let It Go, actually. (laughs) You're right. My bad, Ezra. (laughs) You're confusing it with a very famous classic Christmas song. I know, I misspoke. It is. It's Let It It Go, the famous Adina Menzel song, which we featured um, in another episode. Um, other famous songs from Frozen include For the First Time in Forever. Yeah. Yeah. So this song, it opens with some people mining ice, right, Ezra? What else happens under the song? It introduces Kristoff and Sven. Yes, as young boy slash reindeer. <laughs> kind of lower, darker, almost mysterious, I think. Before it introduces the main characters, Anna and Elsa. Yeah, so it's kind of posing this question of what's going to happen in this place, to me at least. Yeah. All right, shall we listen to the other one? Yep. Perfect. Here is number two. I'll tell you a tale of the bottomless blue and its day to the starboard depot. So come, Madam Gurbit, be waiting. All right, what's that song, Ezra? Fathoms Below, the opening song of The Little Mermaid, that unlike the other songs from the film, like Under the Sea, Part of Your World, and Kiss the Girl that we all remember, this seems to be the least memorable song in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Similar to Frozen Heart in Frozen. I know. And who's singing this song, Fathoms Below, Ezra? Ensemble of, of sailors, but it also has Prince Eric and his caretaker, Grimsby. Yeah, so just like Frozen Heart is introducing the love interest or the ultimate love interest of the plot. Yes, and it doesn't take long that introduces the main character. Exactly, yeah. And so the sailors that sing this song 
they only sing part of it. The rest is kind of instrumental. But we don't really ever see these sailors again, do we? Yeah, I know. It really focuses on Ariel, and then she first sees Eric, she instantly falls in love, as we remember. Yeah, exactly. So the thing in common between these two songs is the element of an ensemble singing it, these low male voices again, and also this aura of drama that to me, Ezra, and I'll run this by you, let me know what you think, but I think this kind of sound of a song is, for Disney movies, the equivalent of the phrase, once upon a time. Yes, like like where it introduces the story. Exactly, yeah. And so when, when we hear this kind of sound of an ensemble singing, it's transporting us in the same way that the phrase once upon a time does. So it's like a prologue, like an introduction. Exactly, which is really cool that Disney does that. I know. Sweet. So anything else you want to say about these songs, Ezra? It's interesting that they're the ones not many people remember as much as the other songs from the movies. Yeah, it is. And my guess would be that that's in part because they're a little harder to sing along to. Yes, I understand what you're saying. And also they're because the songs that are sung by the main characters of the films seem to be a lot more memorable. Definitely. Yeah, you're going to pay more attention when the main character is singing, for sure. Like like Elsa and Anna's songs in Frozen or Ariel's song in Little Mermaid, like Let It Go, First Time in Forever, Part of Your World. Those are ones sung by the main characters we all remember. Exactly. Great observations and great song choices, Ezra. Yeah. Shall we move on to our feature presentation? Yes. All right. So, Ezra, the Disney theory connects four Disney films and the characters in them and their plots, despite them taking place in different places around the world and in different time periods. Can you explain that? Yes. Some fans believe how these films are connected with the elements of each of these movies. Mm-hmm. So which movie do you want to start with? Frozen. All right. Frozen, which takes place in Arendelle, which we can use from context clues and the way that the architecture looks and the way that people dress. We believe Frozen takes place... Somewhere in Scandinavia. That's right. In Scandinavia. So Norway... Denmark, somewhere up there where it's cold. <laughs> I know. Like during the first time in Forever number, if you look closely, you can see Rapunzel and Eugene that make a cameo and apparently are attending Elsa's coronation. Totally. We see them from the back and they have, you see Rapunzel's shortcut brown hair and then Flynn Rider is easy to identify from the back. He's wearing his same uh, getup as he wears at the end of Tangled. Yeah, I know. During the climax of Tangled, uh, Rapunzel cut her hair to, to save her from the tower. Yes. So why might Rapunzel and Flynn Rider be attending this coronation? Maybe they came all the way from like Germany, where, where Tangled most likely takes place in, and came somewhere to like Norway or wherever Frozen takes place. Yeah, and that makes sense to me, because although the environment in Tangled versus Frozen is pretty different. Frozen obviously takes place in the mountains, on a lake. It's a much more harsh environment, whereas Tangled seems to take place in a pretty pretty mild environment like Germany. 
the animation of the two films definitely reflects itself. Yes, and some believe that Elsa and Anna and Rapunzel are related and, and Elsa and Anna and Rapunzel are cousins. Yeah, I think they look a little alike, don't you? Yes, eyes look similar and faces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even their hair, the way it looks and the way it moves. Yeah. Now, how else is Frozen connected to Tangled? Well, Sven, Kristoff's reindeer, is somewhat like Maximus. Yeah, totally. We've got these animals with a lot of personality. Yeah. Who are trusty companions. So in this world, these animals have a lot of personality and are basically the best friends of some of our characters, which makes sense if they exist in the same world. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Or how Frozen connects to the Little Mermaid is like Anna and Elsa's parents were lost at sea. Many believe it's the sunk, it's the shipwreck Ariel finds in the Little Mermaid. Oh, the look at this stuff, isn't it neat? It's all Anna and Elsa's parents. No, it's not Ariel's grotto. It's the sunken ship where Ariel finds the Dinglehopper or Fork, that, like which Dinglehopper, which Scuttle, of course, likes to call it. Interesting. So that would mean The Little Mermaid takes place after Frozen. Yes, but we do again see the ship where Elsa and Anna's parents were lost at sea in Frozen 2 when they went to a new world and were trying to find the truth about their parents and they discovered the North Uldra. Oh, and does the ship look like the one in The Little Mermaid? A little, though. I never saw Frozen 2, so I'm curious. It kind of does, though, yeah. Now, I know that another theory says that and this was reinforced on a Reddit thread by one of the directors of Frozen, that after this, that somewhere in between Frozen when the parents depart and the Little Mermaid when they've been long gone, there might have been a third kid born to Elsa and Anna's parents, and he might have been a boy that was raised in the jungle where they wrecked. Yes, that's the connection to Tarzan, where Elsa and Anna's parents seemingly survived and then find Tarzan and then they go to and go to Africa and then Tarzan's parents in the beginning were killed by Sabor the savage leopard and then Tarzan is adopted by apes and is raised. Yes. But what's wrong with that theory that Tarzan's parents are also as Elsa and Anna's parents? Their faces look similar somewhat. Somewhat, but Tarzan's mom has bright red hair and Elsa and Anna's mom has dark brown hair. Yeah, that's another like theory error. Yeah, so when I saw a comparison of the two images of Tarzan's parents and then Elsa and Anna's parents, and honestly, they look a little bit alike, but it's a pretty far stretch to say that they're the same people, even after a long journey across the sea. I see. Interestingly, Tarzan and Frozen have the same director, Chris Buck. Yes, and he's the one who has suspiciously reinforced a lot of these theories. Yeah. Which is kind of fun when you get the directors involved, don't you think? Yeah. What other connections are there, Ezra? Where The Little Mermaid takes place, I'm sure, would be somewhere maybe in, like, France or maybe even Germany or Denmark. Yes, that's what some people to say. However, I will suggest that the climate in The Little Mermaid, which we don't get to see a lot of out of the water, but even the animals that we see under the water, they don't seem like they would exist in a place that is very cold. So I actually read a theory that The Little Mermaid takes place somewhere closer to the Caribbean, off the shore of some kind of island, maybe Jamaica. Yeah, I mean, Sebastian does have 
probably the closest to a Jamaican accent I've ever heard from an animated character. Yeah. One of the two songs he sings in the movie. Yeah, Kiss the Girl. You can really hear it in that in that song. But, you know, it's hard to know because a lot of these characters talk a lot of different ways and I don't think that any of them are super rooted in real ways of speaking. So, we won't really know. Yeah. Are there any connections from these four movies to other Disney movies? Oh, like I think also in one part of during Elsa's coronation in Frozen, there's we can also, if you look closely, see Tiana and Naveen from The Princess and the Frog. Oh, cool. See, there goes Disney again, hiding little Easter eggs in the crowds. What's cool about these four movies is that all four of them are about growing up. Mm-hmm. They kind of have a common theme in that you have a main character who needs to learn a lesson in order to, you know, inhabit the world in a more mature way than they did before. Yeah. Also, during the first time in Forever Number, the candy, the chocolate that Anna's seen eating, it was from Sugar Rush that was in Wreck-It Ralph that came out a year before Frozen. Oh, cool. But Wreck-It Ralph, that compared to these other ones we've been talking about takes place way, way, way in modern times. Yes, that's true. Wreck-It Ralph is definitely kind of a futuristic film compared to these films, which all, like we said, involving the opening songs, have an older sound to them. I guess maybe, what do you think, Ezra, the 19th century? Yeah, and there was even a cameo of Baynax along with Dumbo from Big Hero 6, along with Dumbo and Snow White in the beginning of Frozen 2. And like Wreck-It Ralph, Big Hero 6 has also more of a futuristic take. Yes. What else do you think makes these four films feel older than other Disney films, Ezra? Because of the way people dressed and older technology, older vehicles. Yeah. Well, there's kind of a lack of technology at all. I mean, arguably technology has a lot of meanings, but technology as we know it, like we don't see any phones in these films. We kind of see an older castle system. In Tangled, we see a well, I'm pretty sure. No one really has any kind of electricity. They're all candles. No. So that kind of element also connects them. Not candles, floating lanterns, you meant. Floating lanterns, but there's also candles. Yeah, right. Entangled. So, you know, that definitely connects them in addition to the genital plots of, you know, heroes and heroines growing up. Yes. Cool. All right, Ezra, is there anything else you'd like to say about this relationship between these four Disney movies? This is a fun, interesting, unofficial fan theory similar to the Pixar theory we discussed a few weeks ago. Yes, it absolutely is. And I encourage everyone listening to pay attention to future Disney movies because Disney, similar to Pixar, really likes to slip these relationships in and kind of give you the foundation to imagine how these worlds are connected. So. I got to mention one other thing. Uh, um, uh, Jane Porter from Tarzan, it, it, some fans believe, is the granddaughter of, uh, of, Jane, of Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, really? Why is that? Because her yellow dress she wears and brown hair. And also one scene has Mrs. Potts and Chip from Beauty and the Beast, if you look closely for that Easter egg. Oh, cool. 
All right. Shall we go ahead and move into trivia? Yes. We have to answer our trivia question from a couple weeks ago about Disneyland, which was, what was the last Disneyland attraction that Walt Disney worked on while he was alive? That was Pirates of the Caribbean. And what's the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction like, Ezra? Where you go in a boat, it's you go in water, and then you see some pirates. Ooh, cool. Very fun. It inspired the famous movies. Do you like that attraction, Ezra? Yeah, I do. It's one of my dad's favorites as well, along with the Haunted Mansion and the Enchanted Tiki Room. Oh, fun. All right. This week, we want to know about a tiny little minute detail of Tarzan. What country in Africa is Tarzan supposed to take place in? You may know it's a jungle, but which jungle, which country? If you think you know the answer, be sure to listen in next week. See you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye. Thank you and goodbye.